Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. My name is Allison Bobbitt, and I'm here, as always, with my husband, Mike Bobbitt, and Mike. Yes? You made me watch Cherry 2000. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Normally, I like us to have a day or two after watching a movie to digest it, and for me to do research. No. You're just shaking your head no. No, there's no reason. But I figured with this, it would be more fun to get our immediate reactions. In fact, the screen from Amazon Prime is still up on the television Mm -hmm. right now as Mm -hmm. we record with Melanie Griffith with her gigantic red hair just staring at us. So because I have no idea the answer to this question, Mm -hmm. what did you think? I fucking hated it. You did? Okay. So it's, oh my God. Oh my God. So this guy has a sex robot that he's in love with. Mm Mm-hmm. While she's doing the dishes, she leaves the sink on, and now is the time, I guess, to hook up while the water and soap spills all over the floor. Although it doesn't make sense because she does get in the shower at one point. Does she? Yeah, like in the opening montage, she like goes to take a shower. Oh, she's in the shower in the opening one? I thought so. I thought it was just a silhouette of her doing sort of like a knockoff of a James Bond thing, where we just see her silhouette and... (sighs) Maybe she was in the shower. I don't know. Anyway. Why would a robot need to take a shower? I don't know. But she also, oh my God. It reminded me of when we first moved in together and you put detergent in the dishwasher. I I put dish soap in the dishwasher. You put dish soap in the dishwasher and it broke our dishwasher. It did. And uh, I'm just happy after seeing this again. That it was the dishwasher that broke and you didn't short circuit. Oh my God. Yeah, because he basically, he breaks her mm-hmm. because he has no self-control. And then they're like, well, it's an old model. Like we don't have any replacements, but you can get a new one. And he's, you know, you just put the chip in and it'll be just like, you know, the same person, but you know, she'll look different. And he's like, no, it has to be a cherry 2000. So he goes on a quest with himself. Because he also like says that he can't, because at one point in time he thinks he loses the chip. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, well, no, it's pointless because it would look like her, but it would just be a toaster. So like 
make up your mind. Is it the personality or is it what she looks like? Yeah. So he goes on a quest to go to a Las Vegas. Yeah, to the robot graveyard. The robot graveyard. Which ends up being, spoiler alert, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. You know, where they store robots. Where they store all the robots, like, very nicely. Yeah. So he, and everyone dies, basically, except Melanie Griffith. Right. So that he can get his robot. But then once he gets her, they have to fly away in a plane. (laughs) And it's too heavy with Melanie Griffith, the robot, and him. So he literally distracts the robot like it's a dog. By telling her, hey, Cherry, go get me a Pepsi. Go get me a Pepsi. And she's like, okay. And then he fucking flies away with Melanie Griffith. Mm -hmm. And she's just... It's so fucking awful because she's just staring at it like, where are you going? Do you want me to make a strenuous uh, connection between the Pepsi and uh, (laughs) this is stupid, but I'm going to go down this route anyway. So, you know, the first suicidal tendencies hit institutionalized where it's like all I wanted was a Pepsi just one Pepsi well that song is also in the Repo Man soundtrack and the glory hole clerk is played by Jennifer Balgobin who is also in Repo Man (laughs) so there you go thank you for that Um, you're welcome appreciate it so this stars Melanie Griffith as E. Johnson (sighs) Mm -hmm. a track she's basically like a Blade Runner except for she doesn't really kill them um yeah, this is sort of like Blade Runner meets Mannequin meets Road Warrior. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Can I at least get you to admit that um, Tim Thomerson, who plays Lester, who's this very eccentric bad guy. Who, who lives played... in Cult Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. He was kind of fun. And along with Ginger. Oh his, uh... Yeah, that was wacky and... Yeah. somewhat entertaining but <laughs> he gets stung by bees and he's all swollen and when ginger's putting like the uh, uh the like cream on him, the cream on him <laughs> he walks away and she's like ew <laughs> <laughs> oh my god additionally e johnson and david have no chemistry and oh my god he gives her a head injury and then immediately touches her boobs and makes out with her like he crashes her car while she's laying down because he's staring at her because her head is really close to his crotch and then they get out of the car and he's like sorry i wasn't looking like fucking obviously and she's like i just hit my head and he's like oh okay let me cup your boobs he literally just grabs her boobs like he just touches her boobies well and she's like that's hot and then they make out you know what would have been really funny too um Melanie Griffith shot this. She had it in her contract that she was pregnant at the time Mm -hmm. uh, that she signed on for this and was like, hey, listen, pregnant, you know, if the baby's not here, then then the baby was born. It was sort of like, ah, fuck, now I got to do this movie. (laughs) And uh, so she brought her son to the set Mm -hmm. while they were filming the, uh, by set, I mean various locations throughout Nevada. Yeah. And she, because she was breastfeeding the whole time. So it would have been funny if he cupped her boobs and they squirted. <laughs> He's like, it's damp now. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh, uh, my God. You said David. Uh, David Andrews played Sam Treadwell. Oh, okay. Sam. Yeah. 
Yeah. David Andrews still working to this day. Lots of one episode of like JAG or one episode of NCIS, that kind of stuff that you mm-hmm. would expect. Yeah. Um, what? He didn't have Lady Man State power? <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> I thought he was good. I was mad at him the whole time. Yeah. He was really good at looking hurt and just mm-hmm. being like, oh. Marshall Bell, who we saw in Elm Street 2, mm-hmm. plays one of Sam's co-workers who takes yes. him to a bar. and Because uh, basically what... He's such a creepy guy. He does like the tongue flicky. Yeah, he's like... Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Basically, the reason this guy, Sam, has a sex robot is because he wants to experience love because it's not really a thing anymore. There's um, like a lot of contracting involved in having sex, I guess. Yeah. Which kind of isn't a bad idea. To answer your question, was it the Clue Clue Club or the Glue Glue Club? It's the Glue Glue Club. It is the Glue Glue Club because there is a um, a black guy with reflective sunglasses. And I was about to say, like, oh, is he from the Matrix? And it turns out it was Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> it was Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> oh, God. Like, he had already done Apocalypse Now at this point in time. Maybe he was just like, yeah, I'm free. Like, he knew somebody who was working on it. Yeah. A year after this comes out, and this was shot, I think, like two years before it came out. And then uh, Melanie Griffith was getting heat for Working Girl, mm-hmm. which she ended up winning an Oscar for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so she won an Oscar the year after this came out. <laughs> like it was shelved, and then Orion Pictures was like, wait a second. Hold Let's on. Let's on this. She's probably like, great. I'm so happy. Also, uh, Ben Johnson, who plays Six Finger Jake, is also an Academy Award winner. Oh, cool. Best Supporting Actor for Last Picture Show. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, and then they did this. <laughs> I feel like everyone is really proud of this movie. It is kind of sad. Like, Ben Johnson... That we spent all that time watching it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and Harry Carey Jr., who plays Snappy Tom, mm-hmm. who is the guy who owned the airplane that yeah. they get at the end. Yeah. They go way back. They're both like in John Ford's Westerns and stuff like that. Apparently, I, I didn't know this was like a, a fairly recent discovery and it's not like a, a super well-known, like I'm surprised it didn't get more heat, but John Ford, famous director, mm-hmm. closeted gay, also would force a lot of his actors to have sex with him and go on like... boy yacht trips together where it was like only men allowed gross and a lot of them like uh ben johnson when they got a little bit of like star power they're like well let's get the fuck away from john ford because i don't want to keep sucking his dick and uh so then john ford was like well i'm never gonna put you in another movie harry carey jr this is really sad like his dad was like a famous rodeo star and everything. And when his dad died, John Ford was like, well, come here, Sonny. I think that was, or yeah, I think that was his nickname because he was, you know, a junior. Uh-huh. So they called him son. And um, so he was like, now that you have no old man that I have a kinship towards, why don't you come here? Sit on Uncle John's lap. So uh, I kept thinking of the fact that these two old timers <laughs> were probably molested. Probably. Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. I didn't realize you could traumatize me any more than you already had. 
by making me watch this movie. But thank you for that last bit there. <laughs> You're I welcome. Swear to God. Also, she's spying from a distance on like Lester's gang through a bunch of the beginning of this movie with her bright fucking red hair and like a bright purple jacket. I'm like, wow, way to fucking blend. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do you even have a periscope? Like, why? There's no reason. There's no reason for you to do that. They can see you completely unnaturally colored in the brown mountains. Let me uh, scar you further. No. Robert Zadar, who um, was a character actor, he's the guy with the very large jaw. Chin, yeah, the yeah. chin, yeah. Um, <laughs> prior to uh, being an actor, he was a Chippendales dancer. Can you imagine how alarming that would be? Yes, I can. I would just be like, Jesus, it's like a caricature of a Chippendale came to life in a weird way, and I'm not aroused by it. He had a very tortured life. uh, Yeah. But apparently he was like... Like a good guy on like convention circuits and stuff like that. And I I remember seeing him at comic book conventions and mm-hmm. whatnot. And uh, well, that's yeah. nice. And Brian James from Blade Runner is <laughs> kind of a fun thing. Him and his partner Earl. Mm-hmm. I like it because they're saying that Earl is deaf, and then oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then he's, he's like behind him, like he's behind uh, Treadwell, and he's like, I thought Earl was deaf, and. There's no way that Earl could see his lips, and he's like, I can read lips. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, love that. I was like, all right, that's a good joke. Yeah. All right. There, there was... were two or three laughs in the movie. Yeah, two or three intentional laughs. Yes. The rest of them, I was like, what the actual fuck? Now for some positive trivia. You know who directed this? Who? Steve DeJarnett. Do you know what he wrote? No. Strange Brew. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. The whole time I kept thinking of Fleshy Head Mutant. (laughs) No way radiation has made me. (laughs) No way. And then. um, Take off, you hoser. (laughs) Take off. eh? Um, (laughs) Michael Amaretta, who is one of the writers for this. Actually, his. There were more. There was more than one writer for this. Um, one guy wrote the story, and Michael oh my God, that's wrote the screenplay. That's but embarrassing. He's gone on to write some really interesting, interesting sci-fi. Um, Such and as this is an interesting premise. Is it executed very well? No, no, not really. But he uh, wrote a mer- movie called Marjorie Prime which is kind of a sweet movie starring Gina Davis and John Hamm. Oh, are you sure? Because I thought it was about Optimus Prime's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you managed to say something funny on the podcast that wasn't ripping on me. (laughs) That's so neat. Normally, I thought the only way you could be funny was when you hurt my heart. Is what I mean to you. When yeah. I hurt your heart. Yeah. Grow up. Oh, my God. He also God. wrote Twister. That's nice. Yeah. Good for him. Is it a great movie? No. Is it a good movie? No. Is it an okay movie? No. Yes. No. That was fine. No. Don't watch it. Like, even though you can watch it on, on Amazon. Is it one of the Prime ones? Or did you pay for that? It's Prime. No, okay. I wasn't going to pay you for You can this. watch it for free, but you shouldn't. Watch something else. 
All literally right. anything else. All right, fine. Then I'm going to traumatize you more. Guess what's in the works? What? A remake. Oh, gross. Melanie Griffith really wants her daughter, Dakota Johnson, to star as... Well, I don't really like Dakota Johnson anyway. Melanie Griffith has like a love-hate relationship with this movie. She's like, is it the worst movie I ever made? Yes. Yes. Can I appreciate that people like it? Sure. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, that's nice. Did you like... Anything about it? No. (laughs) To them. Um, Cold Palm Springs was kind of neat. That was okay. Yeah. Too bad. um... It blew up and doesn't (laughs) exist anymore. Yeah. It, It seemed like a cool place to go camping. Yeah. But then I'd have to convince you to go camping. I'd go camping in like a little... You just groaned. <laughs> you just groaned. You went, I mean, I'd go. I'd go camping in like a little metal igloo. Would you? No, because there were no bathrooms inside <laughs> them. Exactly. I don't... Camping is really fun, and I feel like you should give it a try. I will give it a try. I promised you I would give it a try. Okay. I'm just going to put it off as long as I possibly mm. can. <sighs> okay. I'm going to get the kids all jazzed about camping. Yeah, that that would be great. We're going to love it and you're going to hate it. You don't know that I'll hate it. Maybe I'll end up liking it. I mean, I feel like you will enjoy it. I feel like you would enjoy camping. And yet here you are avoiding it. I feel like if this movie had been a rated <laughs> R movie and actually had some like nudity or whatever. Oh, if we threw some titties having... in this movie, it would have been better. <laughs> I have. Because it has very weird, like soft like remember when we watched First Blood and I told you that there were like deleted scenes where it's sort of like a skinamax thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like this could have this has those this type scenes. This could have really benefited from some titties. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> it Damn. wouldn't have hurt the movie at all. <laughs> just throw some titties in here. And it really would have. Isn't anything better? Really would have given it like a bump to like a D plus movie. Yeah. Double D plus. Hey-o. Hey. I didn't <sighs> specify the size. The character Ginger was really fun. Just kind of there talking about sandwiches for most of the movie. <laughs> but it's funny in the middle of this like road warrior type desert yes. action stuff. She brought some woman... levity to yeah. the absolute ridiculous thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. If we ever want to watch Bride of Reanimator, since we watch Reanimator, Claude Earl Jones, who plays Earl in this movie, is also in that I would rather watch Reanimator or Bride of Reanimator than this piece of shit ever again. Oh, the guy. So uh, Claude Earl Jones also taught drama at a high school in oh California. Of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. You know what I've always found interesting is when actors become acting teachers. Because I feel like that trope where it's like, back when I start on Days of Our Lives, you know. Listen, when I was making... An Alka-Seltzer commercial. <laughs> when I was on set, it's industry lingo, you know. I mean, <laughs> that's what life is like for 99% of actors, though. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of uh, a lot of actors who make their living now off of doing uh, workshops like how to ace an audition. Yeah. <laughs> which is so ridiculous. Because really, the way to ace an audition is look exactly like what they have in their mind, show up on time, and have your lines memorized. 
Yeah, basically. There's really nothing to acting other than memorizing your lines and... Uh, Being exactly what they're yeah. imagining. Yeah. And well, acting is such a dumb thing. I only say that because I can't do it well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are certainly some very talented actors, yeah. but there are a lot of people who... I should say... Are just I, having a good time. I play one note well. I, I'm not an actor. Yeah, either, I can play so. awkward nerdy guy. Although when I was in the Jared movie... I played um kind of a slime ball. He wasn't a slime ball. He was just an aggravated manager who had a. Oh, you uh, had to play aggravated. That's weird. Yeah, I played aggravated well too. Hmm. I have two notes: <laughs> aggravated and nerdy. Yeah, that's precious because my personality is <laughs> nerdy and aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Well, thank you for putting me through this, even though I'm carrying your child right now but can we name him treadwell fuck off no we already know his name that was uh cherry 2000 mm-hmm. don't watch it i say watch it there are some funny moments if get you are not familiar with tim thomerson get high and watch it you should definitely watch it like i was telling you while watching this tim thomerson was one of my favorite oh, action yeah. stars from that era just because he always brought a certain amount of levity to his roles Mm -hmm. like he did a lot of really i know this is going to be a surprise he did a lot of really low budget action stuff and i feel like he was always 100 percent aware of what he was doing but he was i should say is he's still alive is a good enough actor that i think a lot of directors were like fuck it we got tim thomerson like just let him riff Mm -hmm. and he was unlike Melissa McCarthy or Robin Williams was able to riff in character mm-hmm. in a way that works. Yeah. And uh, I like Tim Thomerson. This okay. reminded me. I'm glad that we watched this because it reminded me how much I like Tim Thomerson. Okay. I don't know how you're saying Tim Thomerson over and over again and not getting tongue tied, but. Tim good, Thomerson. Tim Thomerson. Tim Tom. Okay. Oh, there I, I go. Can't, Last one. I can't talk about this goddamn movie anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, if you've seen Cherry 2000, or if you, you... also like a terrible movie, <laughs> that isn't Waterworld Johnny Mockney. <laughs> I was going to say, or if you have an appliance at home that you're sexually attracted to, please let us know. In fact, don't don't tell us specifically what appliance you're attracted to just go to our facebook group and tell us how it hurts you post a picture of what appliance you have at home that you want to rub against your naughty bits oh my lord i just feel like the facebook page is going to get taken down for inappropriate well i don't want any words you know what instead go to instagram (laughs) (laughs) no Oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag, you made me fuck. Oh, my God. And then just post a picture of what appliance you'd like to have sex with no. in your home. I'm so upset. <laughs> I am, too. All right. Well, I'm not sorry because this was fun for me. <laughs> Good. <I'm laughs> and I glad. actually enjoyed it. Well, that's gross, but okay. She had a cool car. She had a 64 and a half Mustang. <sighs> My parents met each other because they both had 64 and a half Mustangs. Mm-hmm. So this practically was my origin story. You don't get of to when talk. I was born. You in- know what? You need to not talk for a while. No more thoughts for you. I actually have one thought. Okay. Because 
this would be a very boring podcast if I just sat here <laughs> quietly. It takes place in the future, 2017. It does. And technology that they got right that I thought was pretty neat that I'm positive was not around in 1985 when this was made mm -hmm. was the uh, kind of glass stovetop that didn't oh, yeah. have the separate burners. I was like, way to go predicting the future there. That's fair. Yeah. Any other technology that really came to be? There are real dolls. They just don't have personalities yet, but they're working on it, which is mm -hmm. upsetting. So sex robots are coming, friends. Mini discs? Because I don't think they really had CDs. No. I mean, well, I, CDs we have SIM cards now. So, I mean, like the idea of something small yeah. is sort of in that vein, but it, everything's like kind of, it's a SIM card now, you know? Mm hmm predicted one piece of future the glass stovetop <laughs> yeah i have a headache so easy <laughs> to clean yeah i love you and i love that you're not a robot i love you too and i love that you're not a robot and i promise i will never ask you to go get me a pepsi and then take off in an airplane and leave you, you in the desert thank you i appreciate that about you we did talk that it would be funny if there were a sequel where she shows up. And yeah, 2018, she shows up with a Pepsi and walks in on uh, Treadwell and uh, Johnson. And she's like, I got your Pepsi. I got your Pepsi. And then the whole movie is just them flying her out to the desert again. Where are we going? <laughs> I meant Diet Pepsi. So sad. Did you get one for Johnson? Oh, cherry. I'll be right back. It was weird. I was surprised it didn't factor in where she's giving trivia at the beginning about like all these oh, things yeah. were invented by Americans. And then he asks, oh, who invented Vaseline? And then she kind of like short circuits out a little bit. And I thought that might come into play and it never did. That was no. odd. Here's my guess. They tested a beginning where it's a little bit more complicated how she breaks down and people got confused during test screenings so they're like mm. oh you think this movie was test screened <sighs> sometimes i think that's how it gets worse <laughs> through test screening oh i will 100 percent agree with very few exceptions yes test screenings make movies worse well i'm mad at you for the rest of the night but i love you i love and, you too um I appreciate you well i can't wait to see what uh piece of shit you subject me to next week you're gonna hate it Probably. Yeah. I hate the movies you think I'm going to like. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>